This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Run the Table podcast powered by Pro Football Network. It is Wednesday, October 19th, and we're going to be covering the entire Thursday night slate and hoping we have a little bit of a better game than we had these last couple weeks. Joining me today while we go over this will be Ian Warden, and oh, you can find him over on Twitter at NFL Film Study, covers sports betting and fantasy football for us here at Pro Football Network. Ian, do you have high hopes for this game? Because it's really hard for me at this point to go into a Thursday night expecting anything good to happen. Yeah, I'm not expecting like an amazing game, but I'm intrigued with this one because there's some fun playmakers. We get DeAndre Hopkins back. We get you know Chris Olave back. We get you know, maybe an Avin Kamara breakout game. Uh, I think it'd be an awesome time maybe for some chaos with Taysom Hill. Like, so... I don't know, like compared to the last couple of weeks, it's not Denver. So like, that's already a good start. <laughs> You're not kidding. But I think I saw where we have another Denver primetime game coming up again soon. Yeah, it is soon. Uh, it's, the NFL went all in. They put all of their eggs into the Denver Broncos basket, hoping that was going to be what they were wanting it to be. And it has absolutely just bottomed out. Uh, hopefully, like I said, we get a we get a better game on this one as the both teams come to this one sitting at two and four. We got a couple injuries. I think the biggest thing on this one, we just have questions. No one really knows what's going on in this one. Like, who is playing quarterback? Who's playing running back? Who's going to be lining up a wide receiver? Like, there are so many issues going to this game, and I think you're going to find that as we kind of go over a lot of the different topics where some of the options that you would normally be looking at or you would be consider, they're just not there right now just because of all of the uncertainty. Um with this one so hopefully we kind of get a little more clarification later on this afternoon that'll be after we're recording this we're recording this episode early in the the afternoon for the thursday slate so if we do get anything else out there well i'm sure we'll have it all of our uh, social medias and also you can find it over in the in the pfn discord as well Uh, but are you guys tired of tracking all your bets out on messy spreadsheets or not knowing how much you've won or lost well the picket the best bet tracking app on the market makes it super easy to track all of your bets Shop the best lines and connect with the community of avid sports bettors. Sign up for today using promo code PFN365 and sync all your favorite sports books, and you can win up to $100 for free. Pick it is 100% free to join and use. So, what are you guys waiting for? Remember, that is promo code PFN365, and you can win up to $100 just for signing up. Looking at some of the trends here, kind of setting the, setting the stage for this game, if you will. Uh, 59% of the money is on the Arizona Cardinals, but 51% of the bets are on New Orleans. 
uh, trying to cover uh, looking at the uh, the money line on that one. I think it makes a little sense. I actually thought it would have been a little bit higher. I thought Arizona would have had a little bit more of the of the action going to them. I'm not sure. Maybe you thought the same thing too. Yeah, I was surprised to see where this one was going, um, especially compared to like if you're looking at like what the sharp money is. So seeing so much of you know 83 percent of the money on New Orleans on only 54 percent of the bets uh, for the spread. Yeah, that's you know that's a big difference and. We had kind of trouble pegging this game overall. Like I know that we're and we're going to talk about some of this stuff um, in a bit, but we both said, "Well, got to look at the total because the spread on this one's kind of strange." So, fifty nine percent of the money on Arizona to win. Yeah, that that ends up going with where we're going to end up leaning. Um, looking at the prop bets, the popular props: Kamara rushing yards, Hopkins receiving yards, Murray passing yards. Those are the stars. That stuff's not shocking. Uh, the Lutz field goal. That's going to be one of the ones that we're going to talk about that we really like too. Uh, folks are liking the the possibilities of field goals over touchdowns. Uh, I think that's pretty smart. So it's really great to look at Pickett. It kind of uh, reaffirmed some of our beliefs, and then it also made us kind of question uh, how we felt about the line, and we were already kind of questioning the line. Yeah, I think that 83% of the money, I think that's probably the most surprising thing out of all of this because uh, yeah. looking at it right now, Arizona is coming in as the two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I actually grabbed it the day before at one and a half. Um, and I, I feel better about that one. I think that's why we're both kind of leaning instead of taking the points. I think just that just taking Arizona to win, I think makes the most sense just because I think we have the fewest amount of question marks with the Cardinals than we do the Saints. The Saints, we don't know who's playing quarterback. Andy Dalton and James Winston both have practiced in limited fashions. Uh, James is dealing with multiple injuries. Andy Dalton is also dealing with a back injury as well. So we'll see what happens there. Then we get to wide receiver. Olave, he's probably the only one that we would consider a top-tier talent that is actually playing in this game. Likely going to be Marcus Calloway and uh, Traquan Smith again, uh, just because... Uh, Jarvis Landry did not practice. Michael Thomas also did not practice. Uh, so it's you've got a lot of limited questions over there. Plus, Marshawn Lattimore uh, is not suiting up also for the Saints. And you look at the Cardinals, although they lost Marquise Brown for quite some time, they're getting back DeAndre Hopkins. And that's kind of been the, the big wait and see. What can the Cardinals do? I think they would have loved to have been 500 coming into this, but you know, two and four, that's not the end of the world, especially with how no one in the NFC is really running away with it outside of the Philadelphia Eagles. I guess I should say just specifically with that division in itself. Um, we have James Conner, who is also dealing with an injury. Um, he's not going to play, but it's really, it's Eno Benjamin is the curious one for us uh, dealing with a foot injury he picked up in the last game. How, what's his status going to be for this one? Who knows? They also brought in Robbie Anderson off a trade. Is he going to be a part of the game plan outside of a couple, you know, nine routes. I got no idea. It's, I just feel like it's one of those where we, we just have a few fewer questions, but really it's that Deandre Hopkins comeback. I think for me, that kind of moves the needle. Uh, and it's why for me, I think the Arizona money line just kind of seems like the, the smart play other than trying to pick, take the points. I think so too. And a lot of this is look at how they, they've been playing over the last couple of weeks and the scoring rates on this season, the under was definitely the big play 44 and a half on that. It's funny, you shared a great tweet uh, with, with us the other day. It was, if you had bet $100 on the under of every NFL line this season, you'd be up $1,500. 
Um, so it's some really great advanced numbers that you'd also share. Scoring rates are down in the red zone, about four and a half percent. Looking at scoring percentage per drive is down one point one percent. I think that all translates to Thursday night games. It's really hard, especially when you're banged up and you're not doing well. Uh, it, it just all points towards the under. We both like the Arizona money line here because of there's so many injuries on New Orleans. This is a really good opportunity for New Orleans to just say, hey, we're not going to kick this one to the curb. But we're going to give it our best effort, but we're going to be missing half of our team. So I think we can look at the under here. Arizona's hit the under in four of their last five. And I do think Arizona is just, they're starting to play a little bit better the last couple of weeks, and they can pull this one out with Hopkins coming back. Yeah, I think the under is, it's the trend of the season. I mean, it's, you talked about it right there. Where, and I, I have to find who actually tweeted that out themselves. So I want to, I want to make sure I give credit to actually the first person who did their research on all that. Um, it was uh, It was Jared Smith was the one who tweeted that out uh who's the uh, over at betwise the uh the hundred dollar thing and, but it makes sense i we've all been watching the point scoring being down i'm sure if you guys are playing fantasy football you've noticed you're probably not putting up as many points as you used to and it's uh, there's a the nfl is cyclical with the way things happen and it's it's just kind of that's just life in general like the sh- the shield came after the spear like the offense was ahead and then the defense followed and we're kind of seeing that right now where We've kind of gone away from that, you know, single high kind of looks. You saw a lot of teams kind of running, especially with the, the Seattle Seahawks. And what's more now in vogue is you're running two high looks. You're running like quarter, quarter halves or a quarter, quarter palm or whatever. And trying to like say, hey, look, I'm taking away your deep shots and I'm going to make you play up close. Teams are now having to run the ball more. There's 40 seconds off the drive. So the games are being shortened. You look, there's now a high rate over the last like 15 years of 12 personnel and fullbacks being utilized. Like the fullback is now coming back in vogue and it's, it's just teams saying, Hey, look, we're just not going to get beaten deep. If we do, it's going to be a coverage breakdown, but it's not sure not for a lack of trying. Um, And I think it's where what I'm trying to dive into more is also just the play calling. I think there's, there's some interesting tendencies. I think we're, we'll find it eventually of what's going on. I'm leaning more to like what's happening on second down. Because if something's happening on second down, that's influencing your chances on third down. Because there's a massive difference on third and seven. There's there's third and three and third and four where you have your entire playbook open. And it's kind of, if you look at these two teams, Arizona Cardinals actually come into this game 26th in DVOA on third and fourth down and converting. And they're also 26th just overall because they're not able to sustain drives while the New Orleans Saints, they're 19th on third and fourth down. And they're also 18th overall. Um, So... It's if these teams have got to figure out how they're going to start converting, sustaining these drives, and until they do, it's hard for me to look anywhere else but the under when we're looking at a a relatively low pace uh, style of game where the passing game just isn't as prevalent as it once was. And I think that's why we're all seeing like someone like Taysom Hill sitting right here at plus one forty five for an anytime touchdown. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to go away from you know the best football player on the planet, pretty much, right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hill is a really great option for the anytime touchdown because we've seen his usage come in the form of quarterback play. We've seen him at tight end, seen him basically being a, a rushing quarterback. It's plus 145. Every option on the board is getting plus points, and I think that that's reflective of odds makers really mm-hmm. expecting this to be a low scoring game, right? And we don't know where it's going to come from. I think Hopkins is the guy that probably the public is going to be playing the most for good reason. But Hill is a little bit of the sneaky play because he's been so effective in the red zone. It's hurt our guy Alvin Kamara quite a bit uh, because he's had to be brought out of the game. So I just like this one. I'm going to be playing very few props in this game. Very, very light betting slate for me in general. But Hill is the guy that I want to bet on. Uh, even if you want to start sit him, he's he's the upside guy. Yeah, and I think the the other one that we found that was kind of interesting, um, Alvin Kamara, just because we know how much he's, how important he is to this offense. There's few players who mean as much to their teams as Alvin Kamara does, and especially in a situation like this where they're going to be down an offensive lineman. You've got a quarterback who is banged up. You're you're hurting at wide receivers. You're not getting a lot of production if you're tight end. Like, you've got to use your playmakers, and Kamara is, he is what makes this offense tick. And actually, I think we're looking at the receiving yards on this one. This is kind of where you want to attack the Arizona Cardinals defense. So I think it was any prop. I think this. I think the one you found on here on the Arizona for the uh, for Alvin Kamara's receiving yards. I think this is one that makes most sense. Yeah, this one's really fun because it's listed at thirty-five and a half rushing yards, and that's at a minus one fourteen return. I'm sorry, receiving yards. Uh, 35 and a half receiving. Yeah, if it was rushing yards, we would crush this one. <laughs> exactly. Nice one. This would be the best play of the of the century. However, I'd have my entire bankroll on it. I would exactly. watch me still lose. Exactly. And so we can actually just boost that a little bit to get the plus 114 return if we move up the receiving yards to 40. So I think that'd be a really great opportunity for four receiving yards, right, to get basically double the return. So Kamara's averaging 33.8 receiving yards per game. He has been getting more action the last two weeks in terms of targets. He's had six receptions in each game. His target share is growing. He went from seven to nine. And I think that that is going to just reflect itself um, in terms of yards this week. We know he's the contact God. So I'm betting on him kind of breaking through. I don't think he's going to be averaging four yards of reception as he was last week. I think it's going to be up closer to the the bigger, probably eight to 10 yards of reception because this offense really has no other choice. You're right. And like I said, when he's in open space, any one of those touches that he gets, those can be 20 plus yard scores, um, if not longer. Like I said, it's his contact balance is it's the best. Like I said, in our in my grading scale for me, when I go through and I, I'm evaluating rookies, I've got like, okay, who do I think is my gold standard in some areas? For me, in contact balance, Alvin Kamara is my gold standard uh, for what he brings. And uh, I think that's why I love Jamar Gibbs so much because I just see so much of his game in him. Uh, he's he's Alvin Kamara with 90% of the contact balance. But that's a, that's a conversation for a different day. We'll get to that when we start talking about the 2023 rookie class. Uh, but yeah, I love that. You can, like I said, add four and a half more yards. You can go from minus 14 up to plus 114. Uh, for the guy who probably means more than anyone else to this offense. So I love that one for Alvin Kamara. Uh, but if you want to win a free $200 this NFL offseason, well, as a new DraftKings Sportsbook user, uh, you can win, you can bet $5 and win $200 by betting NFL or college football. Just head over to ProvableNetwork.com and check out our latest betting promos to claim this offer today. Looking at DFS, um, funny enough, we were joking around through a line together. I actually did okay last week. Uh, just uh, It's the defenses. The defenses were the trick. Um, we'll see if that's going to be the case on this one. But looking at a couple undervalued plays or guys who were at least, were at least targeting, um, 
I, I think the key for this one it was we were kind of looking at this back and forth. Keontae Ingram at $400 kind of seems like the key to really where you can kind of go in multiple directions and other positions. Really, it's coming down to the lack of other running back options for the Arizona Cardinals with James Conner banged up, Darrell Williams banged up, Eno Benjamin. Uh, not sure what's going on with him. They brought him in. They brought Keontae in for a reason. He looked okay in college. He was not a a smash kind of player. I think he had his flashes, but I don't think he actually ever lived up to his potential. I do think he's a better player than what he showed on films. I wouldn't be surprised if Keontae Ingram does get a little more run in this one, especially if Eno Benjamin is limited in any fashion. And at $400, that's almost as cheap of a play as you can get in DraftKings. And especially for someone who we're expecting to still see the ball and still see carries out there. It's, when you're looking at James Conner sitting here at 8,800, like there's a reason the, the running backs lower and lower on the depth chart are so cheap on this one. So for me, I love looking at Conte Ingram at $400. And I think that then kind of opens things up, kind of looking at the number one wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints and Chris Olave. Absolutely. Like we were going through potential lineup options and you can get Olave at 7,400 leads the NFL in air yards. We'd love to get some action on him, regardless of it's Jameis Winston or if it's going to be Taysom Hill or if it's going to be Andy Dalton or even who knows else off the street. If it's going to be me, it might be me out there. I'm going to still try to get it to Chris Olave. So I'll still I, take I the over. I'm still going to take it because he's just that good of a player and he's been crushing it. That's I was just betting I'm, on you. That oh, was just, oh, that was just my faith oh. in you. Oh, that's oh, terrible. Terrible passing. I, I got a pitching arm. I don't have a an NFL. I don't have big enough hands to throw an NFL. All right, football Kenny Pickett. Too far. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm little hands. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff over here. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm with you though. I think Olave's a great play, and and Ingram really unlocks it all. We we built the lineup earlier. I think with uh, Kamara as our captain, and then we yep. went with Hopkins, and we fit in Olave and Ingram and. Then you could take your pick of Rondell or uh, Marquez Calloway. So mm-hmm. it, that type of potential isn't normally there. So this isn't necessarily the best slate, but it is a more fun one because you can potentially get uh, someone who can really swing your matchup in Ingram. It's not the best slate, but it's almost like a lot of the options have been narrowed down just because of question marks to other people. And so I think it makes it. I think it makes it a fun one. Um, also, we're going to stick on the same trend here, taking a look at the defenses and the kickers in this one. Saints that Marshawn Lattimore, does Kyler Murray finally have a get-right game for himself, which he desperately needs. And I think Cliff Kingsbury desperately needs a get-right game as well, too, because that seat is getting as hot as that Arizona desert. Um, I think what's interesting for me is there's actually not an option if you want to take the kicker for Arizona. Matt Prater, who was banged up. The Cardinals brought in Rodrigo Blankenship, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, old Hot Rod. Uh, I'm, I loved Hot Rod. I, he was such a, just a fun character. Um, really, he really big into shoes and Legos. Uh, and I, I can appreciate both of those things. Uh, but he's actually not even listed over on DraftKings. So if you're going to look for a kicker, you're going to have to go to Will Lutz. And that's not a bad thing. If you look at the game he had last week going, Connected on 100% of his kicks, including four field goals against Cincinnati Bengals. It's hard to expect four field goals in a single game, but we're looking at the trends here. If we're looking at the under, we're probably looking at some field goals in here as well. So I think Will Lutz does make some sense. And also, I think, you know, Rondell Moore sitting here at 5,800. Like, even though D-Hop is back, the loss of Marquise Brown certainly is going to keep things still open for Rondell Moore, correct? 
Absolutely. And I think some of that upside might be a little bit limited, but that's kind of been who he's been in Arizona to this point. He only has one touchdown uh, through the air in his career, still averaging eight yards per catch this season, but his targets have gone up. He's averaging seven, seven targets a game, over seven targets a game compared to uh, just about four and a half last year. So even though he's not necessarily seen like that breakout game, he has been productive in his three games since return. He might be a nice little play that they do something fun. They have a nice little scheme, uh, open target there in the red zone, or maybe just bring him open for a big play. He's capable of doing a lot more than what they ask of him, which is frustrating. Uh, he's just such an athletic playmaker in space. So hopefully they can shake him loose and create some, some uh, yards for him to, to run to pay dirt. I hope so. Cause it's kind of, kind of a bummer to keep seeing him catch the ball. Like, four yards and then have to drop down four yards later. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. I mean, Rondell Moore is afraid of intermediate targets as Stoop Kid was afraid of leaving a Stoop and Hey Arnold. Like, at some <laughs> point, target the dude downfield. Like, he is way too damn talented to leave him as a, a line of scrimmage, bubble screen, kind of that kind of like just gimmick kind of plays. Use the dude. Like, he is that good. We saw it when he was at Purdue. Um, speaking of someone who's apparently just the best player in, in football ever created. He's what Tim Tebow should have been if he just would have listened. And it's Taysom Hill sitting here at 7,200, just the football god. It's, it's just for me, it's just the all-around upside of what he brings. You want to bring rushing? Fine, he can do it. You throw a couple swing passes to him or a couple out routes from the tight end spot, he can do it. You want to put him under center? Go for it. Like we saw last week or the other week where Alvin Kamara had a massive game, but he didn't have any touchdowns because they all wanted Taysom Hill. Um and even when he was under quarterback when uh, they didn't have one a couple years ago, Hill was solid. Like wasn't throwing the ball around that much. He wasn't slinging the rock, but he's going to bring you that rushing upside. And for quarterbacks, that's massive because 40 yards rushing is the equivalent of a passing touchdown. And which one do I think is more likely with Taysom Hill passing touchdown with no wide receivers or him just running the ball because that's his best option when he when he tucks it and goes? Yeah, I'll take the option on, on option C. I'll t- I mean, uh, option B. So I think Taysom Hill is 7,200. It makes some sense. It's probably not going to be my primary um, slate play, but I think you've probably got to put a lineup together with Taysom Hill in it because he could just go off. The same thing for DeAndre Hopkins. He could absolutely go off. And this feels like one where he could have a vintage DeAndre Hopkins game with 10, 12, 14 some odd targets, 100 something yards. We'll see if he gets in the end zone, maybe, but I think it's just the sheer volume that's going to go his direct and then just a massive FU game in this one. Hey, look, I'm still here because a lot of guys in the comeback, they got a chip on their shoulder. Was this the PEDs that you got suspended for or was this just you? Plus, he had a couple injuries um, over the last couple of years. I think he's got to show like, look, father time is obviously catching up. DeAndre Hopkins is not a spring chicken anymore. We know that, but there's still so much talent in his game. And I think at any point he can flip that switch and be nuke and he can absolutely go nuclear in this one with no, no without Marshawn Lattimore sit there to try to lock him up. I like DeAndre Hopkins, this one. Um, I could see him being in some captain spots in some teams because if he goes off, then you're going to want, you're certainly going to want him 
uh, where you think is going to get the most return for you. And I can see that one absolutely being the case. But I also want to tell you about the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season, and it's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em Game. Just look for your favorite or least favorite, in some cases, player stats, and pick whether they'll end up higher or lower than that number in this week's game, and you win up to 20 times your money in a single night. It is simple to get started. Just head over to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PFN and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. But wait, there is more. If you deposit $10, you also get a free month subscription to the PFN Pass, where you can reconnect with a game of football with interactive experiences, proprietary research, and educational courses on the PFN Pass. Remember, that is Underdog Fantasy with promo code PFN, and you can get in on the action today. Look at Underdog, and it is pretty barren um, because of all the uncertainty. They're not going to go out here and put line and not going to go out there and put projections when they don't know if guys are going to be playing. Um, So I think it reduces the options that we have. Like we saw one where I know some places are saying where Chris Olave, they're kind of looking around the 63 and a half projection range, but he's not listed on underdog right now. But I think that would be someone where, wait until we get closer to kickoff and hopefully they add some of these players as we have a little bit more certainty. Um, But one player we did talk about mentioned a little bit earlier, had a big game last week. Will Lutz, I think in a game with an under, I kind of like where they've got him sitting on his projection, Ian. I do too. We've got one and a half field goals, higher or lower on the season. Like you said, he had a great week last week. Nine field goals made on 13 attempts. So he's getting the opportunities. It's a matter of him just making them. He's been a pretty reliable kicker throughout his career. Mm -hmm. He's one of the top guys I go for in fantasy just because that offense usually scores. And he gets field goal opportunities consistently. So they obviously trust him. I think that this is the perfect game where they're not going to be reaching for touchdowns. I think they're going to be reaching for points because this is a game where you just need points. So can he get two? I think so. I'm going to take the higher here. Yep, I like that. Arizona also um, allowing the fifth most uh, fancy points per game to opposing kickers. So they're allowing guys to get down and get into range, bowing up at the line, and you end up with a couple of field goals. Like I said, we saw how good he was last week. We know we can, how accurate he can be. And so uh, I am. I'm a fan of that one. I think that one makes a ton of sense. So I do, I'm do. i with you. I like the higher on the one and a half field goals. Also looking at DeAndre Hopkins sitting here at 69 and a half receiving yards, which Kind of seems to be a trend. It seems like a lot of time receivers because it's sitting right around that 68 and a half to 69 and a half kind of range most times. And it makes sense. I mean, if you're looking at it, you're thinking that's around the five to six reception range for most of these guys. Uh, and that typically takes about seven to eight targets. So it makes sense. Like you're looking at number one volume uh, for this kind of play. Not someone who's going to get a ton of deep targets all the time, but he has the ability to still go up and get one to contest catch if he needs to. But for me, I think this is just a volume play. I think the yard is going to rack up, even if he's inefficient and we're looking like in a six to a, a low eight and a half A dot. I'm not overly worried if he's going to be getting 10 plus targets because at that point, inefficiency will still add up. So I do like the hire on DeAndre Hopkins on his receiving yards over on underdog. Speaking of receiving, looking at Alvin Kamara, we talked about him a little bit earlier. I think you're also kind of looking into where the Arizona Cardinals aren't the best. And like, if you're going to target them with you for a running back, doing it out of the passing backfield seems to be the way of doing. There's a few players out there better than Alvin Kamara, right? Absolutely. This is where he's made his fortune in the NFL. 
And I think this is a great matchup for him. One of the best stats of the week, Arizona is dead last in the receiving DVOA against running backs. So the door is wide open for as talented as their linebackers and as highly uh, paid as their safeties and highly drafted their linebackers are. It hasn't really mattered for Arizona because their edge contained isn't too great. Their defensive ends don't really flare out to defend that play. Maybe they start this week. Maybe this is a, you know, one of those matchups where they totally change their strategy because they haven't faced someone like Kamara, but that's hard to do on a short week. And it's hard to do on a short week when a lot of guys are banged up. So I don't think that's going to be the case. I think New Orleans is going to look at this and say, we have two big advantages in this one. It's going to be Taysom Hill rushing in the uh, red zone. Obviously, Chris Olave over top. And then the third one would be the most obvious, which is Kamara in the in the receiving game. Um, and I think, obviously, as a rusher, too, he's been doing really well, too. So just feed those horses. We've seen this offense play uh, with a very very dumbed down offense in terms mm-hmm. of uh, schematically and talent available over the last year and a half or so they're used to this. So this is going to be more of the same and that's going to be the Camara train. And really that's about all the options that are out there right now. We don't have any, there's nothing listed for any running backs for the Cardinals. They don't have anything yet for the saints quarterbacks. If you're looking at the receiving, like I said, Chris Olave isn't even listed on there right now. And he's the only saints wide receiver that's actually we know is playing uh so for right now it's it's a shallow shallow little lineup hopefully we said they will have more and i'm sure they will when they get a little more clarification we'll have some more options but uh just some early little leans here from us on some of the plays over on underdog like i said wait until uh wait until we have a little more clarification just to see who the hell is playing before you go out there and you start trying to put these things together well, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Run the Table podcast powered by Pro Football Network. If you enjoyed today's episode of the show, feel free to leave a rating and review, whether it's on iHeart, Google, uh, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. It is always going to be greatly appreciated. Uh, continue to stay up to date with all the latest news around the league by heading over to ProFootballNetwork.com, where you can find analysis covering not only fantasy football, but betting news around the league, college football, uh, and the NFL draft. Get uh stay involved with the PFM community. The PFM Pass gets you direct access to the Discord and unlocks exclusive content from PFM Productions, weekly giveaways, and weekly AMAs with the PFM staff, including lineup advice, waiver wire advice, and a Sunday morning start sit, plus even more betting coverage during the week to help you fill up that bankroll. It's also never too early even to start getting your drafts started for the 2023 season using the PFN MDS, which you can find over at ProFootballNetwork.com forward slash mock draft. You can follow Ian over on Twitter at NFL Film Study and myself at Tommy Garrett PFN. Speaking for Ian, good luck on Thursday night, and we'll see you guys again on Friday as we go over the entire Week 7 slate.